Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we have lots of important stories to cover, including the anniversary of 9-11, Greta Thunberg's trip to New York, carbon neutral farming, Apple's new TV streaming service and the discovery of water on a faraway planet. But the story that is still dominating the news is about the UK Parliament and what they're doing about Brexit. Do you want to update us, Rose? Yes, of course. Last week you explained what happened over the summer and that Boris Johnson had decided that Parliament should be closed for five weeks called prorogation to allow for it to be reopened on 14th October by the Queen who would then make a speech about the government's main plans for the coming year. But some senior lawyers and politicians believe that this prorogation should not be allowed because they feel it is a deliberate plan to stop members of parliament debating Brexit and trying to put together a deal. So some politicians, including the former Conservative Prime Minister Sir John Major, announced he would ask the courts to try to overturn the decision. Three separate legal challenges against the prorogation of Parliament have now been pursued before the courts in England and Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. On 6th of September, High Court judges in England and Wales rejected the case and an appeal is expected to be heard at the Supreme Court on 17th September. In contrast to the High Court's judgment, Scotland's highest civil court ruled on 11th September that the suspension of UK Parliament is unlawful. Edinburgh's Court of Session said that Mr Johnson's decision to prorogue Parliament ahead of Brexit was motivated by the improper purpose of stymieing Parliament. Both Scottish and English rulings and another case brought in Northern Ireland will be considered by the Supreme Court in response to the High Court judgment. The Shadow Brexit Secretary, Labour's Sophia Starmer, has demanded that Parliament be recalled. But the government has said that Parliament will remain prorogued pending next week's Supreme Court hearing. Downing Street said the government was disappointed by the decision and would appeal. So Zara, what do you think about all that? It's more exciting than TV. Except it's worrying too because it's real life and grown-ups are supposed to know what they are doing, but they obviously don't. It's all very interesting, but so shocking. Imagine people asking the Prime Minister whether he has lied to the Queen, and we still don't know what is going to happen. We've both spent the summer in England, and we know how concerned everyone is about Brexit. Yes, we Definitely do. You spent some of the summer in New York too, didn't you? I did. And you know, one of the saddest parts of my trips was visiting the 9-11 memorial. This week was the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. These were the biggest terrorist attacks ever on America. On the 11th of September 2001, some Islamist extremists hijacked four planes that were flying over the US. Two of the planes were flown into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York. The Twin Towers of the World Trade Center were the tallest buildings in New York and a real landmark. A third plane was crashed into the Pentagon, which is the headquarters of the U.S. Department of Defense in Washington, D.C. 
The fourth airplane crashed into a field about eighty miles away from Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. Nearly three thousand people were killed in these attacks, and thousands more were injured. Earlier this week, on the anniversary of the attacks, a moment's silence took place at various locations across America, including at the Pentagon and at the site of the attack, which is known as Ground Zero in New York. The ceremony in New York took place at the 9/11 Memorial and Museum, where two reflecting poles are inscribed with the names of those killed in the 9/11 attacks and also those killed in the New York bombing in 1993. Each year, the names of the city's victims. I'll read out at the ceremony. Whilst we are talking about New York, I wanted to update to you all on Greta Thunberg's trip to New York, which we spoke a bit about last week. She arrived in New York at the end of August by sea to attend the United Nations Climate Change Summit, which is going to take place on the twentieth and twenty-third of September. However, Greta has been busy spreading her message even before the summit, and has been continuing her Fridays for Future strikes. Her first strike took place outside the UN headquarters, with hundreds of people protesting about climate change. Greta has also recently been on a second strike with a school in New York. Last week, she also took part. In a live webcast called "The Right to a Future," where she spoke about why she is so worried about the climate crisis, she said that if you know how important it is, then you know that you have the responsibility to do something. Greta has Asperger's syndrome. People with Asperger's syndrome may find it hard to express themselves and how they feel, and find it hard to make friends and socialize. Greta said that her Asperger's syndrome contributed to her "say it how it is" attitude and made her determined to find out every single detail about climate change and act on it. She has certainly done a lot so far to increase awareness of climate change. I'm pleased that the awareness of climate change is increasing. This week, the National Farmers Union, which represents farmers and landowners across the UK, launched a plan to reduce gas emissions from farming almost completely by 2040, which will be ten years ahead of the UK government's overall zero emissions target. The NFU's plan has three main elements. Reducing emissions and increasing productivity, increasing the amount of trees and hedges, and growing more crops for energy. The first part of the plan gave recommendations as to how farmers can reduce their emissions, including being more careful with the chemicals they use to reduce waste, changing the diets of sheep and cows so they don't produce too much methane. That means fart so much. <laughs> and capturing methane from manure, which means poo, to heat people's homes. I'm not sure about you, Zara, but I don't think I want to use poo to heat our house. The report, however, was criticised by environmental campaigners because it did not mention consumers eating less meat. This was a core recommendation from the recent Committee on Climate Change report, which said we need a 20% fall in beef, lamb, and dairy consumption to get to net zero emissions. The president of the NFU, Minette Batters, said, "We aspire to be producing the most climate-friendly food in the world. The carbon footprint of British red meat is only 40% of the world's average."
What do you think, Zara? My mum has stopped buying meat to eat at home and try and help the environment. She's not vegetarian, but she only eats vegetables and fish unless we go to a restaurant. Do you often eat meat at home, Zara? I do, Rose, but I've been trying to cut it down, although I love it. You mean cut it down like once a week, once a month? Once a week. Would you ever consider becoming vegetarian? No. There is just no way that I will become a vegetarian. I could give up meat, but I could probably never in my life give up fish. That means I give up sushi, and sushi is so good, and I love it so much that I will never become a non-fishitarian. Well, I'm the opposite of you, because I will never give up meat, but I will give up my fish. I find climate change really worrying, but not all the news this week has been sad. Let's talk about something I love, entertainment and TV. This week, Apple's chief executive announced that Apple is going to launch one of the cheapest online TV subscriptions in the world. Tim Cook announced at Apple's annual product launch that Apple's streaming service would be launched on the 1st of November in more than 100 countries and would cost £4.99 per month. This is cheaper than Netflix's most basic package of £5.99 and the streaming service is due to be launched by Disney on the 12th of November. Apple is thought to have spent $6 billion on original shows for its new TV service. Customers who buy any Apple device, such as a new iPhone, will receive a free one-year subscription to Apple TV+. Apple also announced the launch of three new iPhones, the iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max, a new Apple Watch model and a new iPad. The iPhone 11 Pro and Pro Max will include Apple's first triple lens camera. The new iPhones also have what Apple claimed to be the toughest glass yet in a smartphone, meaning the screen should not shatter if you drop it and the new phones can also survive in water to a depth of 4 meters for 30 minutes. For our final news story of the week, there was an exciting space discovery. Scientists at University College London found water in the atmosphere of a faraway planet orbiting round the star. The planet, called K2-18b, was discovered in 2015 by NASA's Kepler spacecraft. Before I carry on with the story, Zara, I really think we need to find a proper name for the planet, don't you? Well, I've got three options. Could either be called Planet Zara, Planet Z, or Planet ZR. Or maybe it could be called Planet News Kids. I think we should call it Planet ZRN, Zara and Rose News Kids. When people wonder, that don't listen to this podcast, what ZRN stands for. But I like Zara and Rose News Kids. Why don't we call it Rosara or Zoes? That just sounds silly. How are we going to agree? By letting our little siblings decide. Now, we're here in the studio with my little sister called Isa. Hello. And my little brother. Hello, my name is Laurie. We're trying to decide a name for this new planet. It's either Zoes or Rosara. I don't like either of those options. Well, I like the Zara one. You mean Rosara? Yeah, Rosara. What if we called it something completely different? Planet Dreamland. Or we could call it Planet Zeus. It needs to be named after Roman or Greek god. Today, did you know, Rose, 
that my science teacher taught me a mnemonic about how to remember the order of the sun. Here is how it goes. My very energetic mother just served up noodles because it's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. What about Pluto? Pluto's not a planet. Well, it was a planet once. Back to the name. I think it's between either Zeus, Dreamland, or Rosara. Let's have a vote. Okay, Laurie. Yeah? What do you think? Rosara, Zeus, or Dreamland? Rosara. Isa. Dreamland. I think it's Zeus. I think Rosara. Ah, Rosara wins. So, back to the story. The news about planet maybe having water in the atmosphere is very important because it means that the planet has the potential to become like our planet Earth and allow living organisms to thrive. It even may be home to aliens. The new world is in what's called the habitable zone around its star which means it's not too far away from the star, close enough to keep warm, but not so close that it is too hot, similar to the relationship between Earth and the Sun. The planet is very, very, very far away, about 111 light years or 650 million million miles. So unfortunately, scientists cannot send a probe yet to find more about it. It is about twice the size of Earth and has a temperature cool enough to have liquid water between 0 and 40 degrees C. Water has been detected on other planets, but they have been either too big or too hot to support life. Cooler, smaller planets are much harder to detect. The team at University College London was able to find out about the water by developing complicated computer programs called algorithms, which were able to find out the chemical composition of the atmosphere of distant planets. Dr. Angelos Ciarus, a member of the UCL team, said that finding water in the atmosphere of a potentially habitable exoplanet was incredibly exciting. He said, it brings us closer to answering the fundamental question, is the Earth unique? So, what do you think, Zara? Is the Earth unique? Well, we could discover lots of other planets which have the sea and land and may or may not have humans or aliens on them. What about you, Rose? Well, I think there are other planets like Earth out there, and also I hope they find aliens on Rosara. I think it'd be cool if humans and aliens were on the same planet. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show, and thank you for listening.